This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. <laughs> From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgett. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Sean Bolson sitting in with us on this Wednesday during what's so far this week been a glorious week of weather for us to get out and practice our game a little bit right. with one of the majors, as we call it, coming up this weekend with the yeah. Oakdale Invitational. I always look forward to this event. I do too. Uh, kind of a, you know, it's, it's the sad part about it is it's always the second week in August. So it means our summer's coming towards an end, Yeah, but, uh, you know, Mike Canoto and the boys down there do an unbelievable job make you feel super welcome. Yep. Make you feel like, Hey, this is a, a big time event, which it is. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll all go down. I saw that this year there weren't enough seniors, and so they did scratch a senior flight. So but you're just champ flight, senior champ flight. Oh, senior champ flight. Okay. Yeah. So they have flights that I've been playing. Correct. Yeah. That they yeah. dictated. But as far as regular champ flight, I mean, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, you, I a go lot there, of good players. You know, I think last year I shot seventy six or seventy seven, and that's that was kind of right on the number. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good players, just a lot of fun, and yeah. everybody's down there, and everybody's excited to be there because they do such a good job of just, yeah. you know, everybody feels welcome and feels like hey here we go and they do a great job yeah the food is excellent yeah. uh, the atmosphere they've got the deck that overlooks the 18th hole uh as you come up uh, yep. to play there and and uh, as someone who had played the senior champ flight the last eight years in a row or something like that i decided not to this year uh for one my game is just not very good i haven't played nearly as much probably a third of the golf i normally play uh during the course of the year just life has been busier for me this year um but also, part of my uh, motivation for not playing senior champ flight this year was the field is so tough. Well, I know, and John Spreider is playing. I, I get it, senior champ flight, and I went. I can't. I can't do anything. Todd, come on. This is where we differ. Yeah. I d- just playing in terms of Brady, Danny, Andy, and you know what? That's when you just measure yourself up. You go into them, I, I, and you've won. I'll let. I have. I'll let you explain your point, and then I'm. Yep. Gonna, uh, then I'll have my yeah. point. Okay. So my point is. You go in and and you you're like, hey, I want I want to win everyone myself also, mm. but like the odds of me beating Brady, Danny, Matt, and Andy are not very good. Well, you know, sure. I, I'm yeah. a I'm a good golfer, but yeah. they're really good. Yeah, right. and, and so I don't look at it from a standpoint. You get in and you make a little dough when you win these things. And yeah. You like that? I like yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, all right, let me hear it. So here's why. Uh, I on I think my low round at Oakdale is 76, I think, is my career low. Okay. So let's say I shoot one below my career low, and I'm able to do it two days in a row. Shoot 75 twice. Yep. I've played my best golf I've ever played, yeah. and I do it two days in a row. Yeah. I shoot two 75s, and I'm going to lose by six to eight shots to Spryder, to Mike Smith, and to Holt, and to John Mugford. Well, there's only usually eight or ten guys in the flight. Only four get paid. I can't beat those four guys on my best day unless they have an, a D game. They have to play six shots over what they normally would in order for me to beat them. So it's a little different because when you're playing champ flight with those guys, if you miss the cut, you get into another flight. Sure, you, maybe you feel like it's a long shot for you to win the whole thing, but there's a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And then you miss a cut and you play in that flight. Maybe you win that flight and you make a little money. Yeah. I have absolutely no chance of beating those four guys, and there's no cut in senior champ flights. So what happens is, um, just here, just take my money because I can't, I can't beat them. Well, in Sleepy Eye, you know, I 
I I kind of dabbled. I think I shot thirty seven or thirty eight the first nine. Yeah, and I made the cut on the number. No, I think I was it was actually thirty eight. I think. Yeah, I made the cut on the number. Well, Taylor Olson was five under. Yeah, so I was seven back starting it. But for me, you know, making that cut only what twelve, fourteen, sixteen guys out of you know sixty make it. Yeah, and so like I like that. Then yeah. you get in there and here we go. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is. Uh, there's so many good golfers and yeah. t- tournaments like this. You know, this is where we're putting our faith in Greg Snow here at Eagle Creek to someday try to get the Lakeland re- to resemble anything close to Redwood or Oakdale. Um, the Lakeland used to be one of the premier tournaments in the outstate Minnesota, and now you know it's shifting. You have these courses that if you didn't play these tournaments. I wouldn't know where Oakdale is. Yeah. It's not a phenomenal course. It's a gr- it's a fun course, and the atmosphere is course. great. It yep. is, yep. and they get a turnout. You know, even in Hot Creek last weekend, fifty eight people. Yeah. Every one of these tournaments is drawing great. So yep. the smaller towns that do it right, they get a great turnout. And everybody has fun. Yeah, it is a blast. Super and, blast. And and guys, uh, you know, I think overall there are probably fewer players that like to play their own ball uh, than there is who are willing to play in some sort of a scramble. Uh, That's possible. You have to be a little more serious about the game in order to play in a tournament, play your own ball where scores are going to be posted publicly. Now, that doesn't bother either of us, but I know it does bother guys that I don't want to go and shoot, you know, 88 and have that score posted. I I honestly don't care about that. But there are guys who do care. They don't want to post a a bad public score or they don't want to have to count every shot. Uh, now, you play with guys every day who play the ball down, and, mm-hmm. and they play. I, I, I play with a, a wide variety of players, and they're touching the ball, and they're rolling it in a bit. As soon as you get into a tournament you're not allowed to do it, it kind of throws them off. So I think an individual ball tournament does scare off quite a few players. Well, true, but you look at Redwood had over 100. Hot Creek had 58. Uh, Sleepy Eye had like sixty. Yep. Uh, I don't know, Mike. He's always in that ninety to hundred range. Yep. Yep. Um, there's still a lot of them, but yes, you're right. There's yep. more people that go to the Chamber Golf Scramble on Monday and are willing to be part of a team, and they have you know eight people in each hole, you know, yeah. and so it's a a big number of people. Did, out did there you playing. play that? No. Uh, yeah, it's a long day. I try. <laughs> I I I, I it's don't. A good event, but I, it's a long. Day. I don't play many scrambles. No, uh, I don't next either. Tuesday though, I have the State Four Ball, oh. and that's at Pebble Creek. And Becker have not played it. Akerson, oh, you and I haven't are, played Becker. No, we're oh, we're playing like that it. together. We're we're actually playing our group is Sammy Schmitz and Jesse Polk. Oh, fun! Sammy Schmitz played in the Masters. Yeah, Jesse Polk's a good buddy of mine, and so uh, they've won it. I think two, three years in a row. Oh, have they? So like Andy is playing with his son Aiden. Uh, you know, uh, Danny always gets a partner, and they're always right there too. So yeah, this is. Yeah. You know, all the best players in the state competing. So, I so told, when you say four ball, what do you mean? Four ball means that uh, uh, Aches and I will be, will be playing. We each play our own ball the whole time. Whoever gets the better, it's essentially best ball, but it's called four ball. Okay. And so whoever gets a better score, if, if I get a four and he gets a 30, we count four and move on to the next hole. You okay. know, you just you count one shot, bet- or one score between the two. Generally takes, you know, one to three under par to make the cut. There's a group on Monday and a cut, and a group on Tuesday, and the field is just loaded and it is uh, full. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Andy and Aiden, it'll be kind of fun. They're I think 20 minutes behind us. So I haven't played the course. I won't play it before we get there. But 
Looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be great. You'll be able to finish your run, then wait for those guys to come in and see how it's going. Well, right, and there's only like four groups behind us, and so when we're done, we're going to instantly know if we made the cut or not. Oh, sweet. That'll because be nice. if you play like in the morning, you kind of got to wait around all day, and that's why we never go on Monday. We always play Tuesday, because if you make the cut, you know, you know right away, so... I think you'll like the course in Becker. I enjoy it. They do have 27 holes there. Okay. Uh, it's uh, not that far from Elk River. You know, when my yeah. dad was living, yeah. he lived in Elk River. So I would I would play Becker with some frequency. I played it there when, when my dad lived in Elk River. I played it two or three times a summer. Okay. I do enjoy the course. You'll, you'll enjoy the experience. Good. Good, Good spot there. So yeah. um, not a lot of elevation change, but some bunkering and some creeks that run through it and, and stuff like that. As, that as long challenge. as I can see what's in front of me, I'm good. I don't and you lo- can there. Yeah. So. Yeah. That'll be big. Yeah, it's hard to hit those blind tee shots, especially if there's a dog leg where it's blind. Yep. That, that makes it kind of tough. But anyway, exciting. Uh, we'll both uh, tell how we did uh, then next week at the yeah. Oakdale Invite. Well, hopefully I'm not on the show because I'll be playing the second round in the state four ball. Oh, that's right. That would be on Wednesday. What time will that be? Well, it'll probably be later in this, so I'm sure okay. I'll be All on right. the show. We'll call you on the phone <laughs> at least anyway right. uh, to talk about how it's going, too. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, looking forward to uh, to that, certainly. So uh, the Vikings camp yeah. uh, underway. Um, I don't think we'll see many starters in the preseason game tomorrow night. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. They're down to three. I suspect they'll be at two preseason games uh, before long, because I think the NFL is really going to push for that 18th game. It yeah. makes scheduling a lot easier yep. when it's an even number uh, like that. So I think at some point we may see the elimination of the preseason games altogether, uh, but certainly one. But it, because they aren't playing much in the preseason, right. the starters aren't. No, and then I do think next week, you know, you'll get cousins for the quarter and then you'll probably end the units. And then I think you'll probably, the week after, you'll get them for the first half and maybe. Uh, you know, a, a drive, as long as it's a good drive, a drive or two in the third quarter, and then they're done. Mm. All you did is essentially take out the one game where, you know, they almost played a full game, and then the last game they didn't hardly play. I do think, um, you know, getting some work on the field will be big, but yet uh, with injuries and everything, it makes no sense to play four preseason games. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, and I've, I'm hearing that uh, Aaron Rodgers won't play at all for the Jets in the preseason. Uh, so that he can start the season healthy. There has been more, or I should say, less and less play of the big-name players in the preseason as the years have gone along. And and as you just said, they play a little bit in the second and third preseason games right. maybe, but but not much other than that. No. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about the Vikings. It seems like a lot of the uh, talking heads and prognosticators, they're all in love with the Lions. They are. But we've seen it before, mm-hmm. where a team flashes and it's a surprise. You thought they'd be bad. Instead, they're pretty good, like the Lions were last year. They didn't yeah. make the playoffs. They weren't that good. Uh, and then team everybody falls in love with them, and then they take a step back again. I kind of think that's what will happen with the Lions this yeah. year. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember. I, I really pay attention to the you know, defenses and how it goes. And the Vikings struggled some somewhat against the Lions for the last couple of years. You know, we gave up a really bad loss to them. Yep. Uh, so Jared Goff, if he is pressured, he is not even close to the same kind of quarterback as if you're allowed to stand back there because he's got a ripper of an arm. Yeah. He can throw it, but when he's pressured, he is extreme. one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league when he's under pressure. Mm. So the big thing for me is with the new defense, with, with blitzing more, I mean, compared to last year, I mean. Yeah, they hardly ever blitzed. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I like how we set up against them because as you're going to get pressure, yeah, you're going to get burned. If Rodgers is in your division and and you're blitzing at a high rate, you know, he's the kind of guy that can torch you on it. Uh, 
in order to beat some of these people in our division, like a golf, even like um, in Chicago, you know, their guy likes to run a lot, but I mean, getting pressure, it's just such a key component to getting that quarterback uncomfortable. So when you say the Lions, yes, I'm partial to the Lions because obviously, I, you know, with Shane Zilstra until mm-hmm. he got hurt, you know, oh, everybody's cheering for him. Yep. But I do think getting pressure on Goff, I think our new kind of defense getting pressure uh, is going to help us, period. You know, not overly confident at the cornerback position right now, young, but you know what? The big thing is if we can get pressure and these guys don't have to sit out there and cover somebody for five seconds, we have a lot better chance of succeeding. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I was watching some NFL talk television yesterday on ESPN, and this Lewis Riddick, you probably know who Mm -hmm. that is, on ESPN, uh, former NFL personnel man and player. He's been on ESPN now for years. Although he applied for GM jobs over the last few years, just didn't get one. Maybe there's a reason, and I say that because... Uh, he picked Jared Goff as the best quarterback in our division uh, yesterday on that, ahead of Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't know very many who are saying Goff is a better QB than Cousins. Now, no. he, he did go to the Super Bowl with the Rams, which Cousins has never done that. Uh, but if if I had to take a QB out of our division, I think it would. I think I'd have to take Cousins, wouldn't you? I mean, it, well, it's it, not even close. I, I wouldn't think he took Jared Goff as the best yeah. quarterback in the division. That kind of surprised me. It is, and Fields is kind of a wild card a runner, still. Yeah, um, you yeah. know he's got a little RG three. His career's probably going to get cut short due to injury because, as you see it, all of those guys that are running that much—that's what happens. Up. They yep. get they yep. they get banged up. Yep. Um, you know Jordan Love. Interesting to watch him this year. Who knows what he's going to bring? Yeah. But the but I don't understand how you could take Goff over Cousins because as much as you know you and I. We we always joke that we're on different sides, but you're we're not really on different sides. I just have been a pro cousins guy from the start. Yeah, he is you know best fourth quarter quarterback in the league last year, yeah. and he's a very accurate passer and he sold. I don't think Goff has those same tools. To offer. I don't think so either. No, and and he, and not neither of them is mobile. Uh, so they both have to work Correct. in the pocket. I'd like, you know, Cousins' pocket presence sometimes isn't the best. Yep. But Goff is the same way. And Goff has, you know, he's got a ripper of an arm, but it's a little bit of an unorthodox it throwing is. motion. If you were going to teach somebody the perfect throwing motion to be accurate with consistency, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, and how he throws the ball. And under pressure, yep. you know, Cousins stands in and he takes the shot. He does. He does. Now, as that did it hurt him last year because of injuries for sure, but he's willing to stand in there, take the shot, and deliver the ball. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think it's close. I think Cousins by far now with with uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers <laughs> gone, <laughs> Cousins is hands down the best quarterback in the in the NFC. I think so too. Uh, but apparently, there's some who think it's Jared Goff. Yeah. We're going to find out about that uh, this year. I still like the Vikings in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bears are the wild card. Um, because if Fields can throw the ball a little more than he did last year, yep. uh, they, they might be pretty tough. And the Packers are going to have talent. But I don't know. Who knows about Jordan Love? You just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I do think it makes sense. I mean, Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, is an easy guy to cheer for. Yeah. He's improved the the you know the whole persona of that franchise, and yeah. he has. Yeah. But I still don't think they're where they need to be. They have some weapons, Yeah. You know, but we all do. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, so I like the Vikes. Anyway, we'll maybe make some predictions later on this summer a little yep. bit. Uh, the Twins are, you know, it looks like they're, they're going to win the division. Uh, four and a half up on Cleveland now. Yep. Uh, you know, when they were scuffling a bit and were back down around 500, even a game or two below, their, their schedule was a lot tougher then. Yeah. They have a, a lot. They have kind of a backloaded division schedule. So I think I saw somewhere they have the second easiest remaining schedule in baseball. So that'll help in large part because they have such a horrible division. And Cleveland it seems like it's thrown in the towel. Yeah. I mean, they trade, they trade Aaron Savali, who is one of their best pitchers. Now, he hasn't pitched very well to the team they traded him to, but it's a small sample size. But they, I think they did that because they brought up this young right-hander uh, named Gavin Williams, who's very good. Yeah. Uh, and they felt like they had a spot to the rotation. And again, it shows that Cleveland is able to draft and develop and then right. bring up good starting pitching, something that so far the Twins front office, despite coming from the Cleveland organization, hasn't done no they haven't and i got concerned also when we got swept by kansas city i mean that's kind of our staple we always joked over the past couple of years at least we get to play kansas city like 17 19 19 times, times it used 19 to be times a year 14 now right yeah. and so yeah. you know you lose five games of them we well, can't yeah. get swept by the royals no you know but then you know i saw keiko come out keiko had a, a yeah, nice start okay. you know it's not that he's back to his cy young days no. but that was fun to see lopez is very easy to cheer for yep. fun guy to watch had a great start two nights ago. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they got the Tigers now, I think, for seven. Two more, of their, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, I think seven of the next 11 games or yeah. something like yep. that. So, yep. um, you know what? We do have a schedule we can do well. And, and then if you have Lopez and you get, you know, some of the others to step up and you're in one of those shorter series, I mean, they're not completely out of the mix no. here. Who knows what could happen? They're going to wind up playing in the wild card round. Probably as, against Tampa. Uh, it might be Toronto. It's very Toronto, close. Yep. It's very close. Uh, and, yeah, a best out of three series where they will be at home for all three games right. because of being a division winner. Yeah, they could win. For they, sure. They sure could. Uh, they do have the longest losing streak in postseason history of yep. any major pro sports team, but hopefully that comes to an end uh, this year, and I think it could. It could, and the big thing is, too, is you look at our payroll, and you look at the Yankees' payroll, and Yankees are in, you know, they're, they're, they're last. battling in the yeah. cellar. Yeah. So we're doing something right. I yeah. think Rocco's been good. I think everybody's going to you know look at it, and you can you know complain about this or that, but he's been really good for the yeah. franchise, been good for the Twins, and... and uh, they're in the mix. Yeah. You and I ask them every year to try to be in the mix, yeah. and, they're, and they're in the mix. Here they are. Yep. Just play meaningful games late in the summer, early Correct. fall. That's all we want. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not all we want. I'd like to have another World Series. But as long as they're entertaining all the way through September, uh, you know, then what happens in the postseason, you can't control it. Uh, so I just try to enjoy the season because it's a long one. And it so is. far, it's been pretty enjoyable. I think it's been great. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Sean, uh, good luck this weekend. I'll probably see you down there a little Same bit. Same to you. All right. Sean Bolson joining us here on the Tad and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.